the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Men are inclined to try to solve our own problems and fight our own battles using our ingenuity and our power. But sometimes our ingenuity and our power can actually get in the way. When God chooses to save us, he doesn't need our help. Ah, the foolishness of God. How much wiser than the wisest of men. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Today we are back in 1 Corinthians looking at the wisdom of God and the foolishness of man and how God confounds the wise by using the foolish. It's an amazing look at 1 Corinthians and the wisdom of God. We invite you to join us. Study Verse by Verse from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. With today's program, our teacher and pastor, Pastor Leighton Sheely. I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We started a sermon series back in fall uh, to look at this book. Well, that church in Corinth lived in the midst of a wicked and decadent, violent, and prosperous community. And and so what Paul did is he he wrote this letter to give instructions and guidance to Christians on how to live in the midst of a godless society. There were a lot of problems in that church, and one of the problems that uh, those believers had was they were very image conscious. They wanted to be socially acceptable. They wanted to be respectable. They wanted to look good. They they wanted to be part of the in crowd. They wanted their neighbors and their co-workers to hold them in high regard and high respect. How does that apply to us today? Well, You know, at one time in America, neighbors did look upon Christians with a great admiration. When they got up faithfully each Sunday and got dressed up, tucked their Bible into their arm, and they went to church. They had a moral compass that pointed to truth and integrity. But there's a massive cultural shift that's taking place across America as a greater percentage of our population are the product of lukewarm churches and a pagan public education system. Although Catholic and Protestant Christians constitute 78% of the population of America, we are often painted as superstitious bigots who resist pluralism and do not approve of other paths as being legitimate. This new pluralistic America is beginning to perceive Christianity as being foolish. And that was one of the problems that the Corinthian believers dealt with because they were in the midst of a pluralistic society where belief systems competed for followers by providing extravagant philosophical and religious answers to the questions of life. And the Christian answers were far too simple for minds that sought complexity. Christianity was foolish in the eyes of the non-redeemed. Well, the Corinthian Christians had to make a choice. They must either value the message of the cross and their Christianity or they must value being hip and cool and in and socially acceptable. 
And for many American Christians, we have the same challenge today, especially in the younger generations. And this is the issue that Paul addresses in Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 and following. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. Now, one of the reasons that the message of the cross might seem foolish to those who hear it is that Jesus came, God came in a manner that many would not expect. When they hear that God came, born of all things, as a helpless babe, to a virgin, and raised in a poor peasant home, was never known for writing a book or leading an army or commanding an empire, was killed along with two criminals by means of a horrible torture that is perhaps unparalleled in human history. In order to, to satisfy God's own sense of justice, it just doesn't make any sense. They say, and they think, if God is judge and jury and prosecuting attorney and defense attorney, if he wanted to save mankind, why didn't he just dismiss the case? And it doesn't make any sense to them. It's foolishness. The message of the cross is foolish to those who rely on their own wisdom and who are headed for destruction. That phrase, by the way, those who are perishing, is a very graphic description of what happens to people who reject the message of the cross. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. You see, the Bible describes God as being both just and merciful. And for much of the last 20 centuries, most pulpits focused on God's requirement for justice. But across American pulpits in this last century, there has been a major focus on God's mercy and God's love, almost to the exclusion of the Bible's teaching concerning God's requirement for judgment and justice. And that's why we hear people make comments like, my God loves everyone and he won't send anyone to hell. The implication of this is that God's grace has killed God's requirement for justice. Now, let me ask you a question. If a father laid down rules and refused to punish when those rules were broken, what's the result? Does a father not lose respect? If a boss lays down rules and refuses to punish when rules aren't followed, does not the boss lose respect? If God lays down rules and then refuses to punish when those rules are broken, would God not lose respect? God has lost respect in the eyes of those who believe that God's mercy and God's love have killed his requirements for justice. You see, it's not that God's requirement for justice was killed. Rather, that God's requirement for justice killed Jesus instead of us sinners. Our chastisement, our punishment was laid on him, God said through his prophet. We who are being saved know it is the very power of God to meet God's requirements for both mercy and justice. The message of the, of the cross in its broader scope includes all the ages and mankind's, uh, God's plan for, God, for mankind's redemption and restoration. 
The message of the cross includes God creating mankind, mankind sinning, God loving mankind, God becoming a man, living a sinless life, ministering among us and performing miracles for three years, telling us of God's love and of spiritual things that the natural eye cannot see, going to Calvary's cross to pay the wages of our sin and redeem us from destruction. It was through the cross that God conquered Satan and sin and death and hell. It's through the cross that we uh, have received forgiveness and cleansing and promise and purpose and adoption. We who are being saved know it is the very power of God. All of history centers on the cross, and to reject the message of the cross is to reject God's revelation and God's salvation. And as Christians, sometimes we don't understand why anyone would reject the message of the cross because it makes so much sense to us. Why can't people understand the beauty and the symmetry of God's, of holy God's plan to redeem unholy creation? Sometimes we can get frustrated with loved ones to the point of thinking they're dumb or blind. And according to Ephesians chapter 2, they are spiritually dumb. And they are spiritually blind. Because they're they spiritually dead. And before we're too quick to bring judgment upon them, we need to remind ourselves that we too were spiritually blind. And spiritually dumb. Because we too... We're spiritually dead. The next verse, verse 19, is a reference from Isaiah. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Now, this prophecy will have its ultimate fulfillment when Jesus Christ returns to establish his earthly kingdom and all of the false religions and philosophies of this world are exposed for their empty promises and empty power. There is only one true philosophy. There is only one true religion. Like most prophecies in the scriptures, it also had a near immediate fulfillment as well. Let me summarize for you the story that's found in 2 Kings chapters 18 through 20. Uh, when Isaiah gave the prophecy, Sennacherib was the king of Assyria. He was planning on attacking and conquering Judah. So the military of Judah hardened up in their fortresses, and the wise men of Judah were planning an alliance with Egypt. And through his prophet Isaiah, God announced that Judah would be saved, not by the strength of her military, not by the wisdom of her wise men, but rather solely by the wisdom and power of God. That night, God sent one angel who in one night killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. The next day, what was left of the Assyrian army went home. Judah was saved. The point of the story is that God saved Judah without any help from mankind. When God chooses to save us, he doesn't need our help. And men are inclined to try to solve our own problems and fight our own battles using our ingenuity and our power. But Sometimes our ingenuity and our power can actually get in the way. Solomon said, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. And one of the reasons that some people don't accept the message of the cross 
is because they disagree with it. It just doesn't fit their way of thinking. And that's why Paul writes, so where does that leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world to look foolish. It's been 20 some odd centuries since truth stepped into this world, and yet this world is still full of godless philosophies and religions that have contributed to nothing except confusion. They look foolish. They have not solved any real problems. Although we've had tremendous breakthroughs in technology and and medicine, it's not changed the fundamental nature of man's sinfulness and and man's selfishness. Well, for all of our advancements, science, space, we still find ourselves rather ignorant when it comes to spiritual things because, as Pastor Layton just mentioned, we are spiritually dead. The answer to all of that comes your way tomorrow and on Wednesdays. We continue the week here in 1 Corinthians on Study Verse by Verse. If you have questions, if you would like to know more about Study Verse by Verse or Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Tomorrow, more in 1 Corinthians. Join us then for Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.